live from my man cave in Chesapeake, Virginia, this is MLS Gone Wild. I'm your host, Blake, here to bring you the latest news, rumors, opinions, analytics, interviews, and all things MLS and American soccer. Let's get it going. Hello and welcome to MLS Gone Wild, Season 5, Episode 1. This is your host, Blake. On this week's episode of MLS Gone Wild, I'm joined by High Point, North Carolina native, 2016 Conference USA Men's Soccer Player of the Year, and second team All-American for UNC Charlotte, 47th overall pick in the 2017 MLS Super Draft, the man, the myth, the mayor, Charlotte FC midfielder, Brand Bronico. Brant, welcome to MLS Gone Wild. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, excited to talk about all the fun things we're going to talk about today. All right, well, then let's just get right into it. All right, Brant, why the mullet? And Luke White wants to know, what barbershop does the mayor go to? I mean, why not? Why not the mullet? You know, like, we're in, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. I guess it's like, you know, it's kind of it's the south down here, you know, where the mullet is, it's, kind of a style um and I don't know I've always liked to do crazy things with my hair even in college you know I had crazy haircuts and I feel like soccer players are always kind of known for their hairstyles so I've always wanted to to grow a mullet out and uh finally have the perfect opportunity to do so and what you know it's 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 getting there you know it's uh it looks good man yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, Business in the front, party in the back. Dude, exactly. That's literally what I tell everybody. It's like, you know, why do you, like, you know, it, it's it's kind of clean in the front, but, like, the back, you know, like, why is it so long? I'm like, business in the front, party in the back, baby. Like, let's go. This is <laughs> this is what we want. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much why the mullet. And then I actually get it cut by, uh, it's at this place called Arrowhead uh, Barbershop. Um, there's a dude I know named, uh, Ramon and he's been really good with it. You know, we've, we've been, uh, we've been careful about how we were cutting it and how sure we wanted to, to shave the sides. I think we finally perfected it, you know, after, I think it's like, I don't know, been six to eight months. Uh, so it's been a work in progress. Um, shout but, out, yeah, shout out Ramon there. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Ramon. He's done a, he's done a great job and he, I mean, he's just a great guy, you know, nice conversation every time I go in there. So. You know, it's it's all fun. It's all enjoyable. No, nah, I love it. Uh, better mullet, you or Aaron Long? Oh man, I think Aaron Long's got to take this. Oh man, right now I don't. I know I can't. His his is fire. You know, maybe I got a little bit of my inspiration from him. Um, you know, one day my hopefully my mullet will be will be that uh, that perfect. Um, but yeah, I gotta go. I mean, I gotta give him credit. His his looks good. Credit where credits due. All right, exactly. All right, so earlier this preseason, you were flexing on the gram, quite literally, showing off your 95-pound dumbbell bench press. The people got to know, how many reps did you throw up, and who's the strongest player on the team? I threw up eight reps, I think, for the for the 95. I mean, I love, you know, lifting weights. I enjoy it, um, you know, uh, physically and, and just mentally, you know, getting in the gym, working out. Um, I can't say I'm the strongest player on the team that, you know, as much as I want to be on here and say that, that say like I'm the strongest guy on the team for sure. I'm not, um, the strongest guy on the team has got to be George Marks. He's a goalkeeper though. So doesn't really I think, count. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's now he's a strong guy for sure. Um, you know, maybe a strongest field player, you know, I could, I could make an argument for that for sure. 
Um, but strongest overall player is I got to give it to my boy, George. All right. So one song will play every time you walk into a room for the rest of your life. What's that song? I th- oh, man. It's between two. It's either what's poppin by Jack Harlow or okay. it's nail tech by Jack Harlow. I'm okay. a big, uh, I'm an avid Jack Harlow fan. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those two, something, something Jack Harlow for sure. Okay. I love that. All right, what's your best non-soccer skill? Oh man, my best non-soccer skill. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be. It's probably cooking. Um, I I'm like uh, between my wife and I. Like I cook all the meals for the for the house. I enjoy it too. I'm not gonna sit here and say my, all my meals are fire because <laughs> they're just they're not. Um, but I, I mean, that's, I feel like that's what I do the most besides uh, play soccer or, or, you know, lift weight, anything, you know, that revolves around the game. Does Brant Bronico do the dishes too? We, uh, we kind of tag team the dishes, you know, like, especially when I cook them, like, dang, I got to clean up now. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want to do that right now. So, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my wife offers to help. I mean, she does majority of the cleaning for sure. Like, especially if I do the cooking, you know, it's kind of a compromise. Uh, so she's good about it. What's your favorite thing to cook? My favorite thing to cook has got to be salmon. I don't know. I just, I love salmon, like the taste, the health benefits, you know, how I feel after I eat it. Um, that's definitely like my go-to, my go-to meal. Um, I guess in terms of like, you know, what, what I eat, like mostly, you know, Maybe something, something else. I like to, you know, maybe grill some steaks uh, outside. Yeah, which is fire. Um, yeah. It's so good, man. Quite, so quite good. literally, it's on the grills. Okay. Yeah, literally, literally, literally fire. Um, like if I'm, uh, you know, in like an off-season meal or if we have uh, a couple days off, like we're, we're hitting the grill and we're throwing some steaks on there. Nice. So I, I didn't expect you to go that route. I actually expected you to go like golfing. I saw somewhere that you're like an avid golfer. Well, you said like best skill. Yeah. I can't just. Oh, so you're I so mean, you're I'm not, not gonna... good at golfing. No, no. I'm like just because I like to golf does not mean I'm good at it, right? Like I'm probably shooting around a hundred. So by no means am I good at golf. I just enjoy being out there, um, and you know, spending time with whoever I'm golfing with. No, um, but you know, in terms of skill, probably cooking. Nice. You're seven years into your professional soccer career. What's the best advice you've received in your time as a pro? Oh, man. But the best advice I've received is, you know, take it day by day and enjoy it day by day. Um, like that was like one of the biggest things that it was, da- you know, Dax told me um, when I first got to the fire. Um, and it was, it's just been so true. You know, you, you get so, you can always get so caught up to thinking about the future and, you know, the uncertainties that come with it, you know, what's going to happen, where will I be, you know, will I be with this club, you know, or, you know, will I like even be playing, you know, of course, like all these thoughts come across your mind, but it's like, okay, you know, I need to stay here. I need to be present. I need to do my best and enjoy it the most I can right now. And usually when you do that, you know, tomorrow and the next day, take care of itself. Nice, man. So like I said, seven years in and hopefully plenty more to go. You said you never know when it's going to be over, right? But you've already begun setting yourself up for life after soccer. You're wearing the t-shirt right now. You've created your own personal brand, BB13. And in addition to that, you also blog for Soccer Resilience. Talk to me about your goals after your soccer career 
and what has inspired you to inspire others through your work off the pitch? Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like, you know, as athletes, we have uh, such a unique opportunity to to build our personal lives, you know, not only on the field, but off the field as well. You know, we have these platforms, you know, these opportunities where other people, uh, other, you know, youth players, fans look up, look up to us and um, we can kind of build and grow, you know, whether that is building a brand, right, or writing blogs for soccer resilience, you know, being a role model, being, like setting an example, you know, it's, it's all, it's all very important. Um, I'm not, you know, in terms of like what I want to do after the game, I haven't so much thought about that, but the one thing I do focus on is, is like, what, you know, how can I set myself up the best, you know, how can I take advantage of every opportunity that's given to me um, in case I do want to do this, you know, once my playing time is over, obviously, you know, I want to play as long as I can. Right. But one day, like my body's not going to let me play soccer anymore. Um, so it is about like, if anybody like offers me an opportunity to like, to do something new or, you know, I don't know, like, you know, like I said, like a blog, building a brand, all this stuff. Um, I'm going to say yes, you know, even if I don't know how to do it. Right. And then I'll learn how to do it and see if I enjoy doing it. Um, and then if that does, you know, come into something after the game, then awesome. If, you know, if it doesn't, or I don't enjoy it, you know, at least I had the exposure and the opportunity to do so and find out I don't like to do it. Um, so after the game, you know, I don't, I don't know so much, but I do, you know, like being offered like opportunities to do these kind of like extra extracurricular things and learn and grow as a, as a person and a human being and, you know, a businessman. That's awesome. Great answer there, Brant. All right. So let's get into the important stuff. Well, we, we just discussed the important stuff. Let's talk about soccer now, Brant. <laughs> Right. All right, so from your youth soccer days with the North Carolina Fusion and Carolina Dynamo to your distinguished collegiate career for UNC Charlotte to Charlotte Independence in the USL Championship to leading Charlotte FC in minutes played in the club's inaugural season in MLS, you have earned that nickname, the mayor. Brant, looking back at your journey, what does it mean to you to have been able to represent the city of Charlotte at every level of the beautiful game? Man, it means, it means everything. Um, this is like something I wanted so bad, you know, like you hear Charlotte's getting an MLS team and you're just like, Oh my God, like I really want to, I want to be a part of that. Like I want to be like build it from the ground up, you know, invest, you know, myself in the club and the community. Um, and, you know, just be a part of something so, like so special as, as it's been with, with Charlotte FC. Um, I don't know, you know, I feel like fate, you know, maybe had something to do with it belief you know the universe you know all that kind of stuff whatever whatever it is you know you believe in um it's just been I mean it's just been incredible I can't really I can't sit here and like put it into words really you know honestly I know it's like a cliche thing but it's just been such a special part of my life and you know honestly the the biggest thing that that I've been a part of and that I've ever achieved um so obviously the club means a lot to me. The state of North Carolina means a lot to me. Um, it gave me the path to become a professional. So I, you know, I always kind of take that to heart and take that into consideration every day. I step on, step on the field and, and put that Charlotte FC badge on. So in an expansion season that featured a coaching change after just 14 games and heavy roster turnover by summer, you remained a constant in the middle of the pitch, recording your best season by the numbers in your professional career. You led the expansion side in minutes played, a number of underlying passing stats, tackles, one blocks, and yellow cards. I had to throw that one in there. Of course. <laughs> Brant, how did your grind set, which is your your 
term that you've you've coined and your style of play enable you to succeed in an expansion season not always set up for success well i mean that's kind of you know the definition of the grind set um you know there's there's obviously a bunch of things that you'll deal with um in the game um like you said like stuff that you can't control you know coaches coming and going players coming and going like you have you you have no, no control over that all you can control is how you do when you step on the field um and I've kind of always kind of looked at myself as you know an underdog I've been seen as an underdog going into you know I feel like every facet of life um so I kind of go to work with a chip on my shoulder every day which maybe is a little bit of the reason why I led the team in yellow cards last year you know I'm a I'm an aggressive player um but you know just have it like taking these opportunities right you know it's expansion team you know, everything's fair game. It's not like there's been players there before me that have played numerous minutes, have played numerous games. You know, they've never had a, there's never been any designated players. Everything's, it's an open book. So going in there and, and, and taking the opportunity to lead the team in minutes, you know, like you said, all the stats you just, you just named off. Um, and I think a little more to it is, you know, Charlotte, it means, it means a little more to me just because I've been, I've grown up here. So whenever, you know, the club is like talked poorly about or um, it's seen in a negative sense or people disrespect, you know, Charlotte FC, I, you know, I take it offensive. Right. And I don't, I don't like that. Like, I don't like when people do that. So I try to go when the head coach says we're screwed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, all these things. Um, So I go out there, I try to make the club, and the team better every every single day um you know just 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 part of the grind set so let's build on that so in your time in chicago you were surrounded by veterans of the game such as bastian schweinsteiger dax mccarty who you mentioned earlier among others but in charlotte you were considered one of the most experienced players in a locker room trying to navigate the mls landscape for the first time in what ways did this new challenge and new role allow you to grow as a person and as a player yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. Um, I think first and foremost, it kind of made, uh, you know, it made everything. It made me pay more attention to detail, um, especially around the league and and helping helping other guys that have never played in this league get accustomed to it. Um, so you know, being a leader in the locker room, letting guys know how other teams' playing style is, letting guys know how this league is in general. I mean, you know, the the physicality and and how direct the, it can be sometimes. Um, the athleticism that goes around the league um, compared to, you know, other leagues, maybe in South America or Europe where this, the speed of play isn't as, as quick or as direct. And, you know, it's a lot, I feel like the MLS is a lot more fast paced. So getting these guys accustomed to the league and then also, you know, kind of stepping into that leadership role in the locker room, um, holding guys accountable, you know, setting, setting an example, not only by how you speak and how you communicate, but by how you act. So, you know, giving, giving your all every single day at training, uh, pushing guys to, to not only push themselves, but to help them push other guys as well. Um, so kind of just creating that culture in an, in an expansion team with, you know, 20, 28 to 30 new players um, has been, you know, an exciting opportunity that, like I said, I've, I've, I've learned a lot about myself as a person and as a player. 
You've mentioned leadership a couple of times in that answer. Christian Fuchs was your guys' captain for the majority of last season. He's now stepped into a coaching role. Has there been any talk on who the next captain for Charlotte FC will be? There hasn't been too much talk. Um, you know, I don't really concern myself with uh, labels or status of like, you know, if you wear the armband, if you don't wear the armband, I feel like everybody can be a leader, right? You know, you don't need, uh, you don't need somebody else to tell you that you can be a leader to be a leader. Um, so, you know, regardless if I get the captain's band or not, you know, I have a duty um, as a player that's been in this league a long time and has, you know, ultimately, you know, semi led this team last year um, to, to keep holding guys accountable, keep holding myself accountable um, and being, being the best leader I can um, in the locker room and on the field. That's the kind of response only a leader would respond with. That was, that was awesome, Brant. But we mentioned, you know, you've played at every level of soccer in Charlotte from youth to collegiate to USL championship to the MLS. Now, what would it mean to you to wear the, the captain's armband for your hometown club? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, this club, it, it means everything to me and it's, it's so special, so special for me to be here. So, you know, every time I do get the opportunity to wear that armband, you know, I don't, I definitely don't take it lightly. You know, I, like I said, I take everything offensive when people, you know, disrespect the club or disrespect, you know, the players or the staff, whatever, whatever it is they say. Um, I take a lot of pride in, in representing Charlotte FC and, and Charlotte as a city. You know, I feel like if you ask other guys, you know, they'll say, Brant's like the biggest Charlotte advocate ever. You know, I always tell them like, this is the greatest city you'll you'll ever be in. Um, you know, not many people agree with me, but they just don't see the light yet. Um, but I mean, yeah, it would it would be it would be super special to be you know a long term captain for this for this club, and uh, hopefully one day I'll I'll be able to be able to fulfill that dream. Will Brant Bronico be the captain of Charlotte FC this year? I don't know. That's to be determined. We'll see. But something that's not to be determined is Christian Latanzio. He is now the permanent manager of Charlotte FC. That was announced before the new year, but he's got his first shot at a preseason where he gets to implement his principles and his system. So how has this preseason differed from last year's? This preseason, uh, it's definitely, it's a lot more intense, right? Um, we're doing a lot more fitness. We're, we're in the gym a lot more. I mean, every, I feel like everything's just kind of ramped up a bit. Um, in terms of, uh, like I said, you know, gym, fitness, training sessions. Um, Latanzio, he has a lot of really great ideas about the game. He sees the game in, in, in such a, you know, interesting way that I've never even looked at the game. You know, I was telling, I don't know who it was the other day. That I was like, I've learned, last year I learned, I would work with Latanzio extra, you know, after training and to the side and whatnot sometimes. And I said, you know, I learned, more from him in, in six months that than I've learned in six years of playing in the league. So, I mean, the guy, he, he knows the game very well. And I think, uh, you know, going through a whole preseason under him, we're going to be a very, very exciting team to watch this year. What's one thing that you've learned under Latanzio that sticks with you and kind of blew you away and opened your eyes to the game in a different way? Um, it's not, I mean, it's nothing like crazy or, you know, people are going to be like, oh my God, wow, that's amazing. But it's just, it's kind of just like how players move. And it's like, it's almost like, it's like, it's so simple. That, but I used just like, sometimes we overcomplicate the game of soccer. Um, 
but like whenever one person moves, then another person is definitely open. And it's just kind of finding, you know, in that split second, when you have decision-making of opening your hips and knowing where your teammate will be, right. Knowing where the defender will move first and knowing where your teammate will be before you even get the ball. And it's just like, Oh, wow. Like, you know, usually the, you know, people just say, Oh, we'll know what you're going to do, you know, two or three steps before you get the ball. But nobody ever really elaborates on, on that. And Latanzio kind of elaborated on that. And we would just work on moving the ball, taking your first touch into, into spaces away from the defender. Um, and kind of just the calmness that you can, you can gain from, from working on that. Right. What aspects of your game have you focused on improving during this off season? Um, I think the one is um, shooting, like finishing, getting the ball in the final third. It's, you know, we kind of, I kind of have a little bit, a semi, you know, higher role um, this year under, under Lutonzio and even like over the course of the latter part of last year. Um, so shooting, and then I've, I'll always work on, um, you know, turning and taking, taking my first touch <clears throat> into space and keeping it close to me. So those are the main two things I've focused on, uh, just to, just to prime, uh, prime my body for, for 2023 MLS season. Yeah. And you got a new player in the midfield with you, right? So during this off season, Charlotte added 10 years of English premier league experience and 32 year old central midfielder, Ashley Westwood. What have you learned from him and your time spent together in preseason? Are you guys starting to build chemistry and does Westwood change your role in the midfield at all? And you kind of already answered that part. I think uh, the, uh, the biggest thing is uh, the professionalism he brings to the team. Um, he's obviously a very quality player. And, and I think people can realize that he's played in the premier league for 10 years. Um, but overall, his overall professionalism, you know, how he, his diet, you know, when he, when he comes in, the intensity he brings uh, to training every single day, um, even at the age of, of 32, you know, even though that's not very old, but he's coming over from elite from premier league. And we, we, we see a lot of guys come over from these so-called, you know, bigger leagues and they're, you know, they don't take it as seriously when they come over here a lot of the time. Right. Um, but Westwood's come over, he's taken it very seriously. He wants to build and grow and, and achieve things with this club. And you can tell by, you know, just his, his professionalism, his leadership styles, um, he's been he's been a great addition uh, for this for this team. Are you guys building that chemistry already in the midfield? Yeah, we've kind of we've kind of been working on it all preseason. Um, I think we complement each other very well. Uh, we're similar similar style players, which is kind of what Latanzio wants. Um, between between us in there, we can both kind of go back and build the play up with the center backs, and then also we can play on the other side of the ball and attack and create chances. Uh, for the team so we're definitely building that chemistry up it's in it's been uh, it's been great to to play with him so far and and hopefully a lot more as the season goes along yeah well that season season two for charlotte fc kicks off in when this podcast comes out in two days versus the new england revolution at the bank you guys split the matchups last year with each team winning the home match but the revs are winless i don't know if you know this in their previous nine opening games in saying that, they still have one of the best players in the league and Carlos Hill, an improved midfield, attack-minded fullbacks, and possibly two strikers up top. Brant, talk to me about this weekend's matchup with the Revs, including how to limit Carlos Hill, how the team is preparing for the match, and what are some of the keys to success so Charlotte can take all three points from this weekend's opening game? 
Yeah, you know, just going off your first point with uh, Carlos Gill, he's obviously a very talented player. Um, I've played against him numerous times. <clears throat> I think the most success I've had with him is, you know, is getting close to them, getting close to him when he has the ball, and you know, maybe giving him a little nudge or a bump uh, every now and then just to make him feel a little bit uneasy. Um, I think overall, you know, the Revolution have a very talented group. Um, obviously, I played with with Matt Polster in Chicago uh, for a period of time, and he's he's a, he's a great player. Um, but I kind of know, you know, his style, especially especially in the midfield. Um, they seem like a very direct team that has a lot of pace, you know. So we have, obviously have to, you know, we kind of got to balance that and, and be aware of that. Um, but I think they leave themselves exposed a lot of the time as well, um, especially when they push so many so many numbers forward. Um, so it'll definitely be a good matchup. Um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm always taking taking Charlotte over anybody. So I think uh, you know we'll have a good we'll have a good start to the year, and I think it's going to be a very exciting and, and and great year for for Charlotte FC. All right, it's going to be a great year. So let's get into personal and team goals. As I mentioned earlier, 2022 was a career year for you and and Charlotte FC took strides this offseason to improve that roster heading into year two. What goals do you have for yourself? And is it playoffs or bust for Charlotte FC this season? Yeah, this season, you know, it's I think it's just uh, building on what I did last season. Um, like you said, it's, it was kind of a career year for me. Um, but I want to I want to get in the attacking third a lot more. You know, I want to create chances. I want to I score more goals. Um, like I said, so that's what I worked on in the offseason um to try and study and, and work on that um you know playoffs are bust i don't want to you know i feel like that's you said charlotte like, over everybody man come on oh i know i know i mean i don't know like if bust is the right word but you know we are extremely focused on making playoffs you know that's really like all we talk about and that's all that we said like that is literally the expectation you know is you know is the club gonna go up into flames if we don't make playoffs. No, um, everybody will be, you know, extremely disappointed, obviously, but uh, yeah, we, we definitely need to make playoffs this year and we have the talent and ability to do so. All right, Brant, any closing thoughts for Charlotte FC fans? Closing thoughts for Charlotte FC fans. Um, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is, you know, just believe, you know, we gotta, we gotta believe in each other. We gotta believe in, uh, in the future of this club. Um, you know, they say Rome wasn't built in a day. We've had a year, right? Um, so we just need to build off that foundation from last year, which which we will do. We've had a lot of key pieces in the offseason. Um, and I think uh, this can be a very a very special year for, for Charlotte FC and, and something that all Charlotte FC supporters and fans uh, should get excited about. So uh, let's fill up the bank on, on Saturday and uh, start off on, on the strong foot with a with a win over the new england revolution awesome brant thanks for hopping on mls gone wild yeah thanks thanks for having me it's been it's been a pleasure listeners thanks for tuning into mls gone wild season five episode one featuring charlotte fc midfielder brant bronico charlotte returned to action this saturday at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time versus the new england revolution the match will be streamed on apple tv for free but most games move to season pass starting in week two so be sure to sign up for that so you don't miss any of the action guys mls is back enjoy all the action and i will talk to you all soon peace <laughs>